The Nebraska game is bigger than it seems. How we perform in this game will set up the Gophers for how they perform in the Wisconsin and Iowa games. We talk about that here today on Locked On Golden Gophers. Hey, you are no Locked On happens, Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota uh, Golden turns out, Gophers. Whatever turns out, we're just going to keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. You're listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Kane Robb, host of the show, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant here to talk Golden Gophers with you every single day monday through friday and it's almost basketball season that time is approaching but today we are talking football we are talking nebraska versus minnesota the chair game and what are the keys to coming out with a dub not only this week but setting ourselves up for those games the rivalry games to end the season now Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe down below on YouTube and follow the podcast over there. And be sure to follow the podcast wherever you get your podcasts at Locked On Golden Gophers. Now, I want to know what you think the most important game for the rest of the season is. Is it Nebraska? Northwestern? Probably not. And then Iowa and Wisconsin, those are the final four games. Which one is the most important for the Gophers to walk out with a victory for you this season? Drop that in the comments below or feel free to shout it out on Twitter. But let's jump in now. The keys for the Nebraska game, the Gophers are favorites on the road. Minus 15 to the cover, which means if you pick Minnesota, they not only have to win, but they have to win by over 15 points so 16 or more that's quite a favor especially on the road I think a lot of it might come from the injury to Casey Thompson who is extremely questionable for this game sounds like he had some nerve issues in his arm which seems like a larger problem at hand so really don't know if he is going to play or not and that likely plays into this line now if you think he's going to play I would definitely not take the Gophers to cover on this one. I think it'll be closer than 15 plus. But if he does not, if we have one of their backup quarterbacks, I don't think their backups are to the caliber of Casey Thompson. So then you might like the Gophers to cover on this one. Now let's talk about, we're going to talk about the key players on each side of ball that we need the Gophers to step up. Because in this segment, you're not going to hear about players like Mo or Tyler Newbin, who come to play at the highest level each and every week for the team, but rather team or players who might have struggled in the last game or the last few weeks that we need to step up and show their best, show out and get it done. Now, before we get to those players, I want to talk Nebraska and their defense. Their defense is 115th in the nation when it comes to run defense, as opposed to Illinois, who's second. And Rutgers, who we most recently played, who was 19th. Then you have Nebraska's passing defense. And you're like, okay, well, if their rush defense is 115th in the nation, then their pass defense must be a bit better. No, their passing defense is slightly better at 110th in the nation. So a terrible defense in both areas, so much so that every FBS school that we have played this season, that the Gophers have played, 
every single FBS school they've played has been a better pass defense, including New Mexico State, including Colorado. Yeah, better pass defenses statistically this season. And each team we've played except for Colorado has also had a better rush defense. So New Mexico State, still a better rush defense. That should tell you something, folks. That should tell you this Nebraska defense can absolutely be had. And that should also tell you we're probably going to run it in a a heck of a lot. You're probably going to see a similar play style, a similar game plan to what we showed with Rutgers on offense. Don't be surprised there. I honestly believe it will be very similar, if not a carbon copy. Now, Let's get to those players that we need to step up. The first on offense is actually Bryce Williams, backup running back. We don't need Mo to have another 35-plus touches a game. Yes, you love when the ball is in Mo's hands. I love when the ball is in Mo's hands. And I'm not going to root against that by any means, but let's keep him fresh. Let's keep him ready for the games that are more pertinent as we end this season. Now, on the like I said, the rush defense is not good, and – we're going to run the ball. So that means we need Bryce Williams to step up to be continuously effective. So that way Mo can get those breathers. He can stay in that maybe 25 to 28 touches in this game, as opposed to the 35 plus that he was seeing in that Rutgers game. So success from Bryce will allow us to do more of that. The second player on offense that I want to discuss who needs to step up, we need them to play at their finest this week is Ariante Ursary. PJ Fleck had talked to talked about him so much in the offseason, so much in the spring camp, so much in the fall about him being the most tackle or most talented tackle that he has seen in his time here. Well, he's young. We get it. He'll continue to grow and develop. But now is the time. Now, right now, here and now, in this present week of the Nebraska Championship Week is the time to start taking strides. We got to start seeing that. We got to start seeing him becoming elite, becoming that next level tackle and a piece of consistency and show that you are the future and the staple at the left tackle position. We need some dependable consistency across this offensive line, especially as we head into 23, because the interior, the interior of this offensive line is going to be a redo again next year. It's headed for turnover once again. Rushmeyer is in his final year of eligibility, so he will not be back. John Michael Schmitz is going to get drafted and is in his final year of eligibility, so he will not be back. Chuck Filiaga is in his final year of eligibility and will not be back. Now, Nathan Bowe stepped in for Chuck Filiaga last week, who played poorly. Chuck Filiaga played poorly, and Nathan Bowe stepped in, did a little bit better, but he's only got one year of eligibility left as well, so even if he plays a pivotal role moving forward next year, that position will need to be filled eventually in the more near future as opposed to down the line. So again, that entire interior is going to look completely different next year. We don't want to have to replace four to five different people on that offensive line next year. So you're probably going to see Quinn Carroll again, whether he 100% deserves it or not. And you're going to see Ariante Erzuri again even if he doesn't deserve it. But I think that he, 
as we've said, has the most talent, has the ability of what this Gophers team is looking for. So we got to start seeing, we got to start seeing better run blocking, especially his run blocking has been worse than his pass blocking throughout the year. I believe Uh, I might have to double check that one. One of the other is consistently levels better than the other. So we need it to be more, more of an all around game, more of a, QB protector. That's what we're looking for. He has to protect the QB's backside, especially we need him in the passing game. Our run blocking game typically is better, typically is feasible, especially with Mo Ibrahim. Now, Mo won't be back next year, and tomorrow we're going to talk about what does that look like. We're going to talk about the accomplishments of Mo. We're going to talk about who we need to step up next year. What does the RB room look like? But that's to come tomorrow. So again, we need Ariante Erzuri to step up and start showing those strides now and throughout the rest of the season. Now, flipping to the defensive side of ball, we've got Cody Lindenberg. He's thrived in more opportunity, especially as he got more last week. We've saw it a little bit earlier in the season as well when he had some more opportunity and he's taken advantage of it. I asked PJ Fleck about Cody in the last presser after the game this past weekend. And this is what PJ Fleck had to say. Oh, I tell you what, that was a huge emphasis for it. Get him more involved. Started to see us take Braylon Oliver, put him in a little bit more Sam linebacker. Our three best linebackers, I want on the field more. And I think that uh, Cody's earned that right. Um, you know, that Cody can play Will, Mike, and Sam. Uh, more Will and Mike. But then when you sit there and look at Braylon, I mean, Braylon can play Will and Sam. Mariano can play all three. It gives you the ability to do that. And Braylon was, um, and Braylon didn't lose a spot, right? We just move him around to get him more involved too. So he, again, transparency is everything. Told Braylon what we're doing. Here's why we're doing it. Awesome coach. Let's go. That's what I love about him. Just uh, embrace it and go. So again, he's one of the best linebackers on the team. Coach Fleck believes talent-wise that is true. And he can play all over at linebacker. But the continued growth can help determine him as one of the leaders for this defense moving forward, which is also likely to have a fair share of turnover. You're talking about Jordan Howden's gone next year. No more eligibility. Mariano Sorimarin's gone next year. Thomas Rush gone next year. Potentially Tyler Newbin could be gone if he takes the leap to the NFL. There's a lot of key pieces that could be turning over. Terrell Smith, tea time is gone next year. No more eligibility. There's a lot of key players. So we need some, some leaders, some younger guys to start stepping up in these more opportunities that are given because we're going to need them as we move forward, not only this year, but next year to start filling the gaps, filling the holes and having those key contributors making a name for themselves early. So Cody Lindenberg, hoping to see more and more from him this weekend. And the final player on the defense that we need to step up absolutely this week is tea time. It's Terrell Smith, our best man defender. He had a very rough outing last game, even though we didn't really give up a whole lot of yardage. In fact, very little yardage. Indeed. We only gave up 86 passing yards, 86 passing yards or 86 receiving yards to the Rutgers offense. Now, tea time was targeted six times in that game, five completions on his six targets, and he gave up 55 of their 86 receiving yards. That's 64% of their passing yards came against tea time. That is not something we are used to seeing at all. And you know what? This week's going to be even harder. No matter who is playing quarterback, we're going against one of the best receivers in the Big Ten outside of Ohio State. So, 
Palmer is ready to eat it up, ready to make explosive plays and ready to be targeted like crazy and expect if he is on the boundary side, tea time is going to be all over. Tea time is going to be locked up with him. Tea time is going to see a lot of work his way. Now they might think they can attack him after last week, but I'm not sure that's a route you want to go. So we'll need to see him step up to the level that we have seen him capable of. We need the best version of himself in this one in order to lock down Palmer and help the Gophers secure the win in this matchup. Now, not only can this be another win, but this Nebraska game can help the Gophers prepare for what is to come. How we play in this game will determine our success versus Iowa and Wisconsin to close the year. We'll talk about that coming up next. First, let's talk about LinkedIn jobs. These days, every potential new hire can feel like a high stakes wager and you need access and want to be 100% sure that you have access to high qualified candidates. That's why you need to check in with LinkedIn jobs. In fact, one of my best friends of all time just got hit a new job and guess where he looked through it? Guess where he searched for it? Guess where he went to first? That's right, LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs is a great way to help you as a job seeker, but also as a someone looking to hire because it's one of the go-to sources for most people looking for a job. So all you got to do is you can do it for free. You can post about your job for free at LinkedIn Jobs and you just make a free job post. Then you put a hiring banner, a purple hiring banner on your personal profile so your network can see that you're hiring and help you find those quality candidates faster. Then you can use simple tools like screening questions and make it easy to focus on the right fit for your company. It's a great way to kick off the new year by getting that right hire. And it's not too late. Again, this is free. You can create the free job post at LinkedIn. And so all you got to do is go to linkedin.com slash locked on college and you can create your job for free. Again, free job post at linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, so let's jump in, Gophers fans. Thank you for making this the number one go-to, your first listen when it comes to Gophers daily sports. Now, we are talking about the three keys for this game, but also to help us set ourselves up for success moving forward in the rivalry matchups to come. Now, the first point that needs to happen in this game and moving forward is getting to the quarterback. This game should be the perfect warm-up, the perfect opportunity for your D-line, for the interior, for the edge rushers, for any blitz packages that you want to get tested out. Now is the time. Pressure has been a major problem for the Gophers team. And honestly, this game should be the perfect testing ground. Anything new, anything you want to try out, now is the time. Blitzes, schemes, whatever you, you name it. We want to try it in this game moving forward and you can try it on this offensive line. They are 98th in the nation when it comes to sacks allowed, and they have given up 21 total sacks on the season. Now, that was with Casey Thompson at quarterback, who is mobile, who can move, who can get on the run. Now, if he's not playing in this game, that adds even more pressure to a young quarterback that doesn't have experience, that is playing behind a poor offensive line. If he's missing, that makes it even more possible to get pressure and get right as you get into these games 
that you got to bring the trophy home. So now is the time to get pressure on the quarterback, no matter how you do it, no matter if it's new blitzes, new schemes, you name it. Now is the time to test it out and find success in it. Point number two of where the Gophers need to lock in in this game to secure W and also moving forward, help set ourselves up for success is cut the nonsense penalties. The last three weeks, especially, we've killed drives. We've killed drives that look like they're promising, look like they'll take up a lot of time, which we typically need as an offensive system that P.J. Fleck, he just loves to control the clock and work his way up the field. The 99-yard drive last week and then the 86-yard drive following that, that was pristine Gophers football. We had other opportunities in that Rutgers game to have long drives such as that that got stalled out by stupid holding penalties, by just nonsensical penalties that should not happen, especially with an older, more mature team. So we've got to cut out the stupid penalties, and that goes on defense as well. There's been times where the defense looks to get off the field, and then a stupid penalty happens, whether that be pass interference, whether that be defensive holding, you name it. We find ways to do it at the wrong time. So we've got to clean up the penalties in order to come out of this game with a dub because that can't happen anymore. Otherwise, you give the opponent an opening, especially on the road. And this game and Wisconsin are our final two road games. Both of them have fan bases out of this world. I'm going to give props where props are due. Those fan bases show up and show out. So you can't give them the opportunity to gain momentum and get back into any game. So cut the nonsense penalties. The third and final point of this week against Nebraska that will help set us up for future games, help set us up down the line is to get right through the air honestly this defense you should be able to do both we should be able to ground and pound that should be able to be a default for us but we should be able to get right through the air once again as well we know this gopher squad has struggled through the air we are going to need improvements in that department and to close this season especially we're going to need improvements through the air it's you're gonna have to be able to pass the ball against iowa and against wisconsin So now is a good time to get Tanner Swagger back to help scheme pass catchers open as opposed to, look, at this point, we know that creating separation is a problem. We know that straight up and they're going to play man on us to be able to to test that. But that's not going to magically fix during these final games of the season. You can't just, oh, there, we're better at separation. No, that's not going to happen. It takes work. It takes technique. It takes practice individual practice work with the wide receivers coach but it's not going to magically fix in these final four weeks so in order to get our guys opportunities there has to be ways to scheme guys open scheme guys touches and get the ball in our playmakers hands on top of that you got to get the ball to your best weapon in Brevin Spanford they've been moving them around the field to different positions to different Starting positions, I should say. He can play outside on both the field side and the boundary side. Sometimes they work him in the slot. Sometimes they work him in line on the tight end spot. So moving him helps create and shift things for the team to scheme things open, to scheme him open, to scheme open other opportunities, especially since he has gotten so much improved in the run blocking game this season. So the ability to keep him on the field in any given situation, it's always up for grabs and he is the leading receiver on the team right now. So find the ways 
to get it in his hands and keep him a threat moving forward. Those are the three keys this week. Get to the quarterback, cut the nonsense penalties, and get it right through the air. These will not only help the Gophers this week, but in the rivalry games to come. And the Gophers need a win. Not just because Nebraska's fan base can be obnoxious. Not just because it's a rivalry of sorts. Not just because it helps with recruiting, but our season's success depends on it. And let's talk about why. First, be sure to check out Bet Bet BetOnline is giving you the latest trends in action when it comes to all sports wagering information. NCAA basketball is kicking off next week, officially on November 7th. So you're definitely going to want to find the latest and greatest odds, more money lines, more props, more odds than ever before over at BetOnline. The NBA is in full swing. If you need the latest trends in action, BetOnline is where to do it. So definitely give it a look. Give it a try at BetOnline. Bet online where the game starts. All right, y'all, let's wrap this thing up with why. Why this game and the success in it depends on, it helps determine the outcome of what this season is, if it is ultimately successful or not. The final factor in determining this season as somewhat successful is rivalry games. Now, the top rivalries are Iowa and Wisconsin to close the year, the final two games, but this can be seen as a rivalry. In fact, it has its own trophy of sorts. And so three out of the four final games are rivalry games. You got to lock them up. You got to have the fan base, something to bragging rights about, something to boast about for the next year as you look to get it right and hopefully contend for a West title moving forward in the years to come, because this year it's not looking good. If Illinois wins this week and wins against Purdue, they've officially locked up the West division title prior to any of the final two games being played. If Purdue loses this week and Illinois beats them in two weeks, so it doesn't even fully matter on the Illinois game this week. Illinois, again, likely locks up the West division. So the division chances are very, very minuscule. In fact, you would need Illinois to lose to Michigan State, lose to uh, Michigan down the line, and then also lose to Purdue. That's three in a row. You need Illinois to drop all three in a row. That would shift Purdue into the leader seat and the Gophers right behind. And then you would need Purdue to lose to Indiana and the Gophers to win out in order for the Gophers to win the West. That is basically the only way that Minnesota can win the West. So let's not hold on to that because that's like trying to win the lottery, trying to win the Powerball this week. Just go out there, buy a ticket, one ticket, and you're the winner. No, that's not likely to happen. It's probably not even a 0.2% chance of actually happening. So we got to move on past that. But how do we have a successful season? Well, like I said, it's winning those rivalry games. The Nebraska game should absolutely be winnable, especially if Casey Thompson is out. If he's out, then you have no excuse to go lose this game. But if he is in and he is playing in this game, it is a team that you cannot sleep on and limiting explosives will be critical because he's got a big arm. He's able to run the ball. He's able to get the ball in Palmer's hand. So if he's in the game, it's a game you can't sleep on and it's a game that you have to play your best football no matter what to come out with the win. Now, if he's out, you have no excuses of losing this game at all. I don't care about Purdy. I don't care about the other quarterback. Like 
if he's not in this game, you don't have any excuses to lose this game and you have to walk out with the win. You win this week and you're bowl eligible. So there's a first step in success for the season. Now, then you go to Northwestern at home. You play Northwestern at home, I should say. And that needs to be an auto win. No excuses. You have to win that game. They're one win team and it came in week zero against this Nebraska team in Ireland. That's the only win they have on the entire season. You cannot, cannot drop that game. So that should be lock-in number seven right there. Then you enter the make or break. You enter the final rivalry games. You enter an Iowa team that Coach PJ Fleck has not beaten yet. Now is the time with one of the worst offenses that program has ever seen. You have to capitalize at home and finally bring Floyd back to Minnesota. That will take the sting out of the failure to win the West. But then you also need to keep the acts here as well. You keep those trophies here. You keep the bragging rights. You keep the boasting. You keep the fan base stoked. That will change. People won't look at this and be like, oh, they should have won the West. I mean, some people will. It will happen. I'm not going to say no one will do that. But if you do that and you finish the season 9-3 and three, and hopefully you go out there and win a bowl game, That's 10 wins right there. That's a double-digit win season. That puts you in the top 15% in the nation. Most years, you're only seeing about 20 teams, around 20 teams, give or take a couple, that win double-digit games. That's the top 15% in the entire nation. That would be two seasons of the last three full seasons that are double-digit wins for the Gophers and one that was a game away from it, almost three seasons. That is moving absolutely in the right direction that is consistency and that is what it will take to make this season successful by any means with the talent that was on this team i get that it's not a west title but we have to move past it we have to move forward and we have to focus on taking the next step there is still opportunity to finish this year special and this year strong and that is doing exactly what we just laid out winning those rivalry games getting double-digit wins, finishing on a high note, and sending out the senior class right. That's going to do it for us on today's episode of Locked on Golden Gophers. Tomorrow we are talking about Mo Ibrahim. We are talking about what the Gophers are going to need to do in the future because this is the final hoorah, the last stand, and appreciate his greatness here. That's coming up tomorrow. Thank you again. Subscribe on YouTube and be sure to follow wherever you get your podcasts. This is Kane Rob signing off. Row the boat, Skyima. Go, go first.